Innovate with Adele presents Leading Through Your Heart, a leadership show exploring the challenges executive and business owners face in the workplace and how tapping into personal purpose and vision can bring the change most needed now. Adele DeMarco is an executive leadership coach and consultant with 20 years experience coaching leaders and teams from over 100 organizations. She builds on a background in neuroscience, anthropology, and organizational behavior and brings her decades of studying and applying the science of universal laws and success. Now, here's your host, Adele DeMarco. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Adele here of Innovate with Adele. I'm so grateful you are tuning in today. Thank you for listening to Leading Through Your Heart, a leadership show about the power of leading through your heart from your creative nature to lead a business, a work life, and a whole life that you absolutely love. Today in our inner work, we'll dive into exploring the many dimensions of our biggest resistance to growth and creativity, which is fear. Then, the second half of our show in the Adele Report, I'll share stories about the ways that COVID-19 situation is accelerating something called stakeholder capitalism, as well as how some businesses are navigating fear, allowing their creative side to win over their human side. Diving into our inner work today, there is a four-letter word that doesn't get talked about as much as it gets paid attention to. This is a word ruling most of our lives, day in and day out, and we don't even know it. It influences how we make decisions. It filters how we see life. It tells us what we can do and can't do, or more specifically, what we believe we can or can't do. This four-letter word is the primary strategy of many marketing and sales campaigns, It's the operating principle of billion-dollar corporations and trillion-dollar industries. And this four-letter word has been the primary tool used by most religions for hundreds and thousands of years. Have a sense of what this four-letter word is yet? I'll spell it out for you. F-E-A-R. It's fear. Now, Yinnovate, the process that I teach to executive leaders and their teams, Yinnovate with it, and one of the four foundational principles of it is the notion that each of us is one person with two natures. Each of us has a creative nature and a human nature. Our creative nature is the part of us that calls us to grow, that calls us to expand, and that calls us to become the higher and better version of ourselves, growing us to live from our greatest potential. It's our creative nature that gives us the ability to see the future, to see a vision for what's possible, and to imagine something beyond the reality we are currently experiencing. It's our creative nature that is our source of freedom. So if you are listening and you're a person who's interested in freedom, and to how to have more of it, then your creative nature is something for you to get way more interested in. And at the same time, the more we get interested in our freedom, the more we are called to wisen up about fear and how it interrupts us. Right? So as I shared, we're this one person with two natures, a creative side and a human side. 
And in many ways, these two parts of us, this creative side and human side, until we learn to master both of them, which is another way of saying how to have self-mastery or another way of saying until we learn how to innovate, until we learn how to do that, these two parts of us are operating inside us with the feeling of opposition. It feels like they, they feel like they are opposing forces inside us, pulling in two different directions, which is why it sometimes may feel like for some of us, like we're going a little batty on the inside, like we're going a little mad on the inside because these two forces are pulling in opposite directions. Our creative nature is calling us to grow. It's literally whispering to us, grow, grow, grow. And our human nature from that opposite perspective is whispering to us and saying, stay the same, stay the same, stay the same, right? Our creative nature from which we get our imagination, our intuition, our divine will, our reason, and our memory. It's what gives us the glimpse, if not the full picture, of what freedom can really look like for us. But as soon as we tap into that, if we haven't learned to master that human side, that human nature will jump in and say, oh, no, no, oh, no, that's not possible. And it will say things like, It's not possible to have freedom because you have work to do. You have bills to pay. You've got to keep your J-O-B, which, if you haven't heard, is another acronym for just over broke, right? It tells you why you can't. It says why you shouldn't. It tells you why you mustn't. You see, these are all the ways that our human side speaks to us through the cleverly disguised language of fear Fear, that four-letter word, is the primary energy or force of our human nature. Our human nature or human side is also known as our personality or our ego. It speaks to us in the language of fear. But you see, it doesn't just come out and say, hey, this is fear speaking. No, no, it's, it's more sophisticated than that, right? Our human side is much more clever than that. It disguises our fear. It dresses it up in other costumes, other languages, so we won't recognize it. And let me just say that in many ways, it does this for a good reason. You see, our human side, that part of us that wants us to stay the same, what it's operating from is the belief that it's protecting us. It thinks it's helping us by keeping us safe. And what we really end up doing, though, you see, is confusing safety for freedom. We think we're staying safe, but what we're really doing is trading safety instead of freedom. Our human side gets us to believe that safety is a better choice than freedom. So if we really want freedom, we've got to wake up and see the ways that fear is so cleverly disguised. And there's a really helpful way to remember what these disguises are. You see, many of them, the ones that we're going to talk about today, start with the letter D, as in David. We can think of them as the five Ds, or disguises, of fear. So here you go. Ready? I encourage you, if you're really interested in having more freedom in your life, I invite you to grab a pen and a piece of paper and write down the five Ds of fear so when they show up, you can better 
notice them. So number one, denial. Number two, distraction. Number three, dissuasion. Number four, delay. And number five, DEFCON 1. So I'm going to go through and unpack each of them. Denial, the first D, disguise of fear. Denial is the form that fear takes when we don't even know, we don't even allow ourselves to know that we have hopes and dreams. This disguise of fear is so strong that we remain completely asleep to the fact that freedom is calling us. This fear is so strong that our human side essentially blocks out or dominates our creative side. The second D of fear, distraction. Distraction is the form or voice of fear that comes when we actually have heard that voice from our creative side that's calling us to grow by showing us a glimpse of what freedom could be like. But as soon as we get in touch with it, this form of fear immediately comes in distracting ourselves with projects, with working, with other people, with staying super, super busy, doing things that may not really even matter to us, and then distracted from the power that would come from focusing on our creative side, focusing on our dream, on our vision for that life of freedom and what it could be. That third D is delay. Now, delay is the form that fear takes when we actually really know what our vision for freedom is. And then we tell ourselves, this voice come in and it says, nah, you know, next year. Next year will be the best time to start that podcast. Next year will be the best time to start that business that's been speaking to me. Next month, next week, next year. First You know, I've got work to do. I'll mow the lawn, do another load of laundry. I'll do anything other than what my creative side, my highest intelligence is telling me about what life would really actually be like if I paid attention to and focused on freedom. The life of freedom that I've seen a glimpse of that I know would fill my heart with joy. The next D... The next D is dissuasion. Now, this form of fear is insidious. This is the form of fear that shows up as the voice in your head that tells you all the reasons why you can't do something. You can't grow the business bigger this year. There's a global pandemic happening, right? You know what? You, who do you think you are? Just be grateful for what you have. Just be grateful that you even have a job. So many people don't right now. You don't need anything more. You're just being ungrateful for what you have. Just ignore that dream, that call for freedom. That's the voice of dissuasion. And finally, the mother of the all, the D's of fear, the disguises of fear, is the fifth one is called DEFCON 1. This is when our fear is so strong that it physically prevents us from answering the call of our creative side by having a physical response in the form of an illness or an injury, something that physically blocks us. So there we have it, leaders, the five disguises of fear, denial, distraction, delay, dissuasion, and DEFCON 1. 
My hope, my intention is that this equips you to become a better master of yourself so that you can allow your creative side to win over the voice of fear and live the life of freedom you would absolutely love. When we get back, I'll share the Adele report and how some businesses are allowing their vision for freedom to win over the voice of their heart, the voice of fear that could have held them back. Stay tuned. Stop you in your steps. Fear is a liar. He will rob your rest, steal your happiness, cast your fear in the fire. Cause fear, he is a liar. If you're a business or organizational leader and would like to learn how to embrace this time of challenge as a time of growth, transformational growth, then call Adele DeMarco, host of Innovate, at 216-905-1199. That's 216-905-1199. Adele DeMarco has over 20 years experience coaching, so if you're an executive leader and would like to up-level your leadership and lead from your creative side, engage Adele as your leadership coach. Tap into the power of your heart, the most powerful engine for change. Investing now can help you leverage this time to install a new operating system for your company or your team. Call for a free consultation at 216-905-1199. That's 216-905-1199. And check us out on the web at Yinnovate.com. Welcome back. You are tuned into Leading Through Your Heart, a leadership show about the power of leading through your heart from your creative side. Again, this is Adele of Innovate with Adele. I'm so grateful you've stayed tuned. This is now time for the Adele Report. Adele report today, we are going to explore the ways in which the COVID-19 situation has accelerated a shift to something called stakeholder capitalism. And before we begin, I'd like to thank Bill George, who is a contributor to Fortune magazine for much of the information that I'm going to be sharing with you today. This is in some ways, as they say, hot off the press, distributed into the world of radio and the world of podcast. You know, Bill George is a contributor to Fortune magazine, but he's also a senior fellow at the Harvard Business School and the former chair and CEO of Medtronic. He's also the author of Discover Your True North. Definitely sounds like a book about innovation, um, if I've ever heard one. So looking a little bit about perception, we've talked about leading through our creative side and how one of the six mental faculties associated with it is the the notion of perception. And the perception specifically we're going to talk about today is looking at some of the positive consequences of the COVID-19 situation. So if there is any positive consequence resulting from the pandemic, it's the acceleration, at least in the business world, 
the acceleration of the shift to stakeholder capitalism and away from companies' historic singular emphasis on shareholders, right? So this is a pattern that I've mentioned on the show before, the shift from shareholders to stakeholders. A little bit of history about this. Ever since Nobel Prize-winning economist Milton Friedman declared in 1970 that the social responsibility of business is to increase its profits, a debate has raged between advocates of shareholder primacy and stakeholder capitalism. Now, four decades later, Michael Porter, who is very respected in the business academic world, Michael Porter is basically kind of the, the grandfather, if you will, of the focus on strategy. Porter and another gentleman, another um, business academic, Mark Kramer, provided the vehicle for integrating stakeholders in their 2011 Harvard Business Review article called Creating Shared Value. Now, basically what this concept talks about is that businesses can address societal needs as well, and they invited companies to expand their markets in ways that benefit society and shareholders simultaneously while creating value for their customers, their employees, their communities, and ultimately their investors. This is another way of talking about the win, 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 win model in the business world. Now, they were recognizing the obligations that companies have to all their stakeholders. In 2019, a, an organization, a membership organization that has a lot of clout here in the U.S. called the Business Roundtable, it's composed of America's leading companies and their CEOs. It rewrote, the Business Roundtable rewrote their purpose statement. I, I mentioned this a few episodes back. And they rewrote their purpose statement around meeting the needs of all stakeholders, dropping its primary purpose primary purpose of solely focusing on shareholders. Now, interestingly, the economic harm caused by the pandemic has shifted the pendulum further toward this multi-stakeholder model as the importance of employees and customers are brought into sharper focus, right? This crisis is causing companies to find creative ways to address societal needs through their mainstream businesses, right? CEOs are rapidly adapting to the new normal that will define the future economy, giving a top priority to the safety and well-being of employees and customers, right? Now, while 2020 profitability is taking a backseat to health concerns, companies are shoring up their balance sheets to weather the storm and compete for the long term, right? To thrive competitively and financially in 2021 and beyond, CEOs are adopting creative strategies with new business models to meet their customers' rapidly changing needs. Notice the word creative strategy, right? These CEOs are called to lead through their heart from their creative nature. In fact, because the way in which we access our creative nature, which is the process that Innovate teaches, is by tapping into the power of the heart. So the way these CEOs are meeting these new needs as the, the pandemic is actually enabling them to accelerate years of change into just an, into a few months. Nowhere is this more apparent than in digital transformation as the primary way companies are engaging with their cu customers, right? Those on the leading edge of dig digital, right? Those like Amazon, Walmart, and Microsoft are thriving while the companies that lagged like JCPenney and Sears and J. Crew are struggling to survive. So 
So here's how the COVID-19 pandemic is impacting each stakeholder group, right? Employees, that's the first stakeholder group, this new, this uh, shareholder, increased shareholder, stakeholder capitalism. The coronavirus has reinforced the importance of employees working on the front lines of healthcare, retail, food, and medical equipment and delivery services, many of whom are risking their lives. Employee safety has become paramount and negating factor to reopening workplaces. So in March, Walmart recognized the importance of frontline workers in combating COVID-19 when it announced over $365 million in bonuses for full-time and part-time employee hourly employees. Shortly thereafter, Target followed suit and announced $300 million in special payments to work to workers, right? Customers. As companies reopen, they will be greeted by custom. Will they be greeted by customers? Let me pause right there. I'm sorry, Josh. Okay. Customers. When companies reopen, the question is, will they be greeted by customers ready to purchase their products and services, right? The devastating impact of unemployment, furloughs, and pay cuts has reinforced the need for savings, cash reserves, and reduced discretionary spending. So instead of buying new homes and cars, many consumers, many of us are opting to keep our cars longer, to live in rental apartments. You know, health and safety concerns are further accelerating the shift to shopping online, to at-store pickups, and the home delivery of everything from groceries to personal computers. By the time a COVID-19 vaccine is widely available, these new habits will become routine customer behavior. Right. And unlikely to revert. I mean, I don't know about you, but I love the idea of having groceries delivered to my house. I mean, how much time was I wasting or people wasting going to the grocery store when we can just have things sent to us? Right. Companies that meet these new demands in an efficient and safe manner will be the winners. Right. CEO Corey Berry has re-engineered, re-engineered Best Buy's online and in-store experience with private appointments and curbside pickups, for instance. Stakeholder group number three, suppliers. Supply chain shortages of critical parts during this pandemic has hampered manufacturing of critical products like masks and pharmaceuticals, largely due to a long supply lines for raw materials from India and China. These problems will cause companies to rebalance their supply chains in multiple geographies, even at a higher cost, and establish preferred supplier agreements rather than choosing only the lowest cost supplier. It's definitely an up level. Communities, another stakeholder. The COVID-19 pandemic has restored the importance of one of locals, the importance of one's local community, but it's also stripped employees of an in-person communities at work. In response, many companies are engaging employees through online activities such as virtual happy hours, right? Other forms of community have also come to the forefront. Um, Target shared its safe retail toolkit, a playbook for reopening to help other retailers open safely, fostering a sense of community amongst employers. Amazon recently announced plan to invest more than $4 billion in its COVID response, which included improving the safety of its workers and it's serving and it's serving customers more effectively. Next group, shareholders, right? The people who financially own. Companies that adapt and wrap adapt rapidly to this new normal will be the winners in the marketplace, enabling them to create greater value for their investors. 
Paradoxically, the greatest shareholder value creators are not those that obsessed over maximizing shareholder value. Rather, they're the companies that focus on long-term strategies to create superior value for their customers with highly motivated, well-compensated employees, right? The COVID-19 pandemic has caused CEOs to recognize that stakeholder capitalism is the only way to create sustainable shareholder value, adapting their business models to meet customers' emerging needs, to inspire employees, to partner with with suppliers, and to build community. So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen, leaders who we most need now. This is a beautiful example of how a challenge like the COVID-19 situation calls us to be creative, calls us to be innovative, and even innovative by leading through our hearts from our creative side. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you for tuning in. Stay close to your heart and connected to your vision for a life of freedom, a life that you would absolutely love. And remember, your heart is your most powerful engine for change. Bye for now. The preceding program is sponsored by Innovate. For a complimentary consultation with Adele, call 216-905-1199. That's 216-905-1199. Or go to Yinnovate.com. Join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. for Innovate with Adele.